Welcome to another episode of Speak Out World. I'm your host, Jewel L. I'm your host, Dino L. Dino, we have a special show for the people today. I am so excited, Jewel, to have our first lunch powder session so that we can speak to our producers and get them on tape. I love it. Yes. Listen, this special show of Speak Out World, The Lunch Counter, is a rare opportunity to hear and us speak, right? And the people behind the scenes of Speak Out World. So don't go away. We'll be right back with more Speak Out World. Welcome to Speak Out. Listen. You know, Dino, we always start the show off with a quote, and we recently lost one, an amazing hero to civil rights, Congressman John Lewis. So I want to start off with a quote from him that will tie in our subject and introduce our guest today, okay? All right. So the quote is, get in good trouble, necessary trouble and help redeem the soul of America. And I think that's where we're at today, helping to redeem the soul of America. And today we're going to talk about the importance of voting. Yeah. And how that will help us redeem the soul of America and get into some good trouble. Our guests today on Speak Out World are two women behind the scenes that help to make this podcast possible, you all. Dino, you know, we have the very wonderful and beautiful producer of Speak Out World and niece joining us today for the conversation. Thank you. And we have our technical producer of Speak Out World, who is also an Emmy Award winning producer, Sharon Phillip, aka Shay Shay. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so wonderful being able to see you all and interact with you all on screen. And we're Dino and I are so used to interacting with you all behind the scenes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little interesting being in front of the camera, but um, I'm feeling good that it's with family. So it's all good. It's all and I want to thank you all for inviting me to sit at the counter. <laughs> Yes. Discuss at the counter. <laughs> yes. Started uh, one of the icons of the civil rights movement was at the lunchroom counter. So it's an honor to be at the counter. Absolutely. With Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what this special lunch counter um, speak out world is all about. In terms of us coming together, we're going to have a lunch counter moment, even though we're not eating because we it's hard for us to eat and have a conversation. Let's just be real. But it is a moment for us to all come together as one at the lunch counter. And really, for the first time, as podcast hosts and producers really discuss um, a topic that's important to us. And that topic right now is dealing with voting. So, um, Dino, I'm going to pass it off to you and um, to get the conversation started with, you know, our lovely guest, Shay Shay and Anise. Shay Shay, let's start off with you. Why do you think it's so important now more than ever for us as people 
to vote, especially people of color? Well, I, it's very important. I believe that we each have a voice and the only way to make our voices heard is through the voting process. And I've found that too many times you see, especially you see it a lot now, um, people in minority communities are, you know, discouraged from voting or we're told our voices really don't matter or things will never change. But the only way that we can stand up for change and make sure that we're moving in the right direction is for everybody to use that, that voice for change. And it means a lot to me, the sacrifices that Congressman John Lewis made for us. And he was beaten, almost killed several times and fought and gave his everything for us to have this privilege of voting and for us to throw it away and not use it, um, to me, feels like it would be very disrespectful to his memory. Adis, what do you think about the, the importance of voting, especially in this upcoming election? Well, let me just give a shout out to Chicago because I am. Chicago. And one of my heroes um, with the subject of voting, I'm looking at the menu on the, at the counter, and that is Ida B. Wells. Ida B. Wells um, was a reporter in Tennessee and she stood for um, uh, civil rights during the lynching uh, of black men and women. And she relocated to Chicago and was part of the Chicago Defender. And Ida B. Wells, um, as my shero, um, was one of the organizers for the Black women first Suffolk um, clubs in Chicago in 1913. Wow. Wow. And during that particular time, um, she represented delegates of Illinois when they marched on Washington in 1913. And during the march on, on Washington, they wanted the Black women to march in the back. But Ida B. Wells refused to march in the back she wanted to march with the Illinois delegates. And she was the, she came in front of the line with the Illinois delegates for the women's suffrage uh, in Washington, D.C. And so she stood for us during those times and she, she just became my hero from, from the Chicago area. Wow, when you think about um, Ida B. Wells, you mentioned the fact about how she stood for um, anti-lynching and what was going on. And let's keep in mind that um, I know, I'm not sure who all on the panel, but um, I don't know, Shay Shay, if you've ever been to Montgomery, oh, to, yeah. the, to, to the museum. Um, and it had people who were literally hung for the right to vote. You know, um, so for that equality. And so when we begin to think about the blood that was shed, you know, even before John Lewis, uh, there were numerous people 
that just wanted to register to vote. And I mean, that's what they were hung for. And some of them, their entire family, they would get their entire families. You can read the names. And I remember one that really moved me. He wanted, he went to register to vote and he was hung and his, his children, um, they were hung for the right to vote. And so I'm very, um, you know, having been involved in civic engagement and voter registration, like this is something that's really important to me because it goes beyond just talking about who's going to be president, but it's about who are you going to put in an office or, you know, on local levels that are going to make decisions about, you know, clean water, clean air here in, here in Georgia, the, um, um, yeah, yeah, schools and all that. I mean, those are important issues and those are issues that are on the ballot that if you don't vote for them, then you're, you're not having a voice when it comes to your community. And so, I mean, that's, that's what we're here about having a podcast speak out world and voting is important to not only the United States, but even across the seas. Mm -hmm. The fact that people died and bled in order to be able to have their voices heard. Do you know who want to jump in? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Anise. That was one of the things that Ida B. Wells represented in the city of Chicago. They were able to get people to represent the Black community in the city of Chicago to be councilmen uh, to represent the South Side, the West Side, uh, Oscar D. Priest. Uh, was a councilman uh, in the city of Chicago, and and they were progressively doing many things. Um, Quincy Chapel, which was part of the underground uh, railroad uh, for African Americans mm -hmm. moving from the, the southern states yeah. through mm -hmm. going to Canada, all those things took place in Chicago, and Ida B. Well was a part of having those civil rights grow for those uh, Blacks who were coming up from the South that were dealing with the segregation and dealing with the, the lynching um, and, 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 and the speaking out their First Amendment rights as citizens of the United States after the Civil War. So, you know, what, what, are, some, what are some of the ways that voter suppression is being utilized right now to prevent people of color from voting? I, I think the number one thing is uh, what's going on right now at the post office. We're in the middle of a pandemic. For our safety, they're pushing us to do absentee ballots. Yet you have someone in position who is making all these drastic cuts to the post office, um, things are already, how should you say, delayed because of the pandemic. You know, everybody's home. We're using the post office more because we need our groceries, just everyday things mailed to us. But you're cutting services at the post office right before the election. And that has a cascading effect on absentee voting. Because when you cut the services, of course, mail is going to be delayed. Our voter registration, um, voter registration, our absentee ballots are going to be delayed. And now we're finding out if they're delayed, they won't be counted. 
you could have made these cuts if you still felt they were necessary. But after the election, you have people in rural rural counties or people in poor counties that don't have public transportation that rely on these absentee ballots. If you take that away from them or you make it more difficult, their voices, sometimes people will either throw their hands up and say, well, what does it matter? You're not going to count my vote anyway, or they just feel discouraged. And that to me is a form of voter, um, a voter suppression. You know what I mean? It's like closing um, polling offices, right? Or polling locations in these heavily populated communities where you have one polling office open. And you know, it made the news several times here in, in Georgia that people were out there trying to vote until like one in the morning. They had to bang mm -hmm. on the doors and get leaders to open up for them to vote because they closed other polling locations. It's just these little tactics. I know, I well, I can't prove it, but in my heart, I know that this is a deliberate form of voter suppression. And what's so sad about it too, Sharon, is the fact that we are celebrating the 55th year anniversary of the Voting Rights Act. Yeah. You know, so here it is, instead of being able to, as a nation, really come together and say, we're celebrating the, Vo the Voter Rights Act. This is 55 years. 55 years is not a long time, you know, and so to be in, um, to live in a world where we have a major uh, election going on. Mm -hmm. And, the and to have the voter suppression that we're having right now mm -hmm. on this anniversary, on the anniversary, you know, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, also of women getting the right to vote. All of these anniversaries are being celebrated this year. But yet, instead of us really being able to celebrate it, we are facing a, a number of voter suppression, which is all the more reason why we need to make sure that we get out to vote. And I, I know on behalf of Speak Out World, um, we have, you know, we came together to be able to bring inspiration stories and we, we will get definitely get back to that. But rarely have we had a chance as producers to be able to use our voice to really speak about some of the things. I mean, I know Dean and I have written some poetry regarding this and um, you all have definitely attended, we've all att attended different protests. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's just such importance right now that we really need to just let folks know that um, here it is in America on all the cups of these anniversaries and we're feeling the suppression more than ever before as we did 55 years ago. And in the midst of a pandemic, yes, of a pandemic, they're making it more difficult for minorities especially to vote for people of color. So my suggestion is to make sure that you utilize your right to vote. If you're not voting by mail, please make sure that you utilize early voting to be able to go to the polling places and cast your votes. Do not wait until the day of the election and try to vote in person. If you do, you're going to face lines four to five hours long because it's already in the works for mm -hmm. that to happen. Yes. So be wise. There are going to be early voting days. Utilize one of those days. It's a pandemic. 
So many people aren't working. You have the opportunity to stand in line for an hour or two. I don't care. I heard someone say this. I don't care if I have to crawl. I don't care if I have to shuffle. I don't care if I have to skip. I don't have, care if I have to dance. I don't care if I have to run. Whatever I need to do, I'm going to make sure that I vote because That's I right. realize how important my vote is in this election. So yes. we have to all be on one accord and realize that this Voting Rights Act is just that. It's an act. It's not a law. So we have to make sure that we follow through and make the necessary changes that we have to make. And in mm -hmm. order to make the changes, it's not just the protests that are going on in the streets. That's very important. Yeah. But those protests must be utilized as votes in order to make changes in our society. Exactly. So how, what do you see as some of the most important aspects or reasons to vote right now in this election? Ooh. Well, I like to say voting for your local people, state mm -hmm. and federal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, we we don't realize how important all those levels of government affect our lives. Yeah. Agreed. Exactly. Agreed. Voting on the school boards. I yeah. mean, yes. being a part of, and because you are a United States citizen, you can be a part of any of it on your local or your state or the federal level. Yes, yes. <laughs> and and, and what, yeah, and one of the, when I was talking about the Clean Water Near, I couldn't think of it at the time, but the Public Service Commission, I definitely know here in Georgia, they are responsible for that in terms of having that committee to make sure that there's clean water, clean air. And most of the times it's rural communities that are being affected by not having clean water and clean air. Um, and so we need to make sure that our voices are heard with that. You know, they have um, different questions on a ballot in terms of, you know, do you think more money should go towards the, towards the school system for this? Or do you think that we need to have taxes on that? Like, it's more than just checking off a box for, you know, who's going to be the president, like, like you all were saying. In Georgia, you have 159 counties here. Yeah. 159 counties, and each county has its own board his own sheriff his own you know all of those things and so i mean we cannot allow any type of suppression it's just like what you said dino i mean run crawl you know whatever you have to do you i mean you have to get in early and if you're not registered to vote i know that um we as a podcast we are worldwide we are stationed however in in georgia in the state of georgia you have until october 5th to register to vote and you know early voting starts here um for the november 3rd election october 3rd through october 30th so you have all these days because and then if you want to get involved to become a poll worker yeah. You know, make sure that, you know, you want to make sure that every vote counts, become a poll worker and find out how to become a poll worker in your county or in your state or in your um, in your district, wherever you are, whatever state that you're in. And 
make sure that you are there to be a part of the process that every vote counts. Um, Sharon, Shay Shay, did you want to say, did you want to add something? Well, I agree with everything that you've all said. And one of the things that I think is very important as well, especially now that we're in a pandemic, we may have less poll workers or, you know, out mm -hmm. of, but they need to be educated because, um, and listening to the news just last night, we've had um, some officials that were actually on the ballot who went to vote early in the runoffs and they were Republican candidates, but they were told, oh, there's no ru Republican runoff. But there was. Now, I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, independent. Absolutely. All the poll workers need to be educated. Regardless of who you're voting for, you need to exactly. speak, speak up and use your voice. But if I go to vote, if I'm not an educated voter, right, and I go to a polling place and they're like, oh, we're not having a runoff. And suppose I'm the kind of person that, oh, OK, maybe I made a mistake and I just turn around and go home. I just lost my opportunity to vote. So we as citizens, we as poll workers, everybody has to be knowledgeable about the process, who's running for what office, um, you know, things that are going to be on the ballot that we need to vote for, for clean water, school, benefits for underprivileged families. We just need to make sure we're ed educated. And there's a lot of negative stuff going around in the news but we have to be able to sift through that and see which is garbage and which is fact, because there's a lot of negative propaganda going on right now in the news. And it's all to dissuade us from voting. Right. But it can backfire. So it's up to us to be knowledgeable about what we're going to the polls to vote for. Speaking of propaganda. Yes. That's, that's Go ahead. That's another form of. Yes, definitely. Yes. Did, this you realize, did you realize that Russia has already started a ploy of voter suppression yes. to bring out different stories regarding the uh, Democratic nominee, yes. Joe Biden, about things that happened uh, in the Ukraine, things that happened during the Obama-Biden administration? All of these things are being handled through the Congress, though, from Russia. They're not coming on the media. They're actually feeding information to the yes. congressmen. Through the yes. Senate, yes. are taking this information and running with it. So what do you think about some of the other forms of uh, voter suppression? It's not just closing polls, but it's also the propaganda that's being sent out, not only through the United States, but through other nations as well. Well, you know, Dino, I think the fact too that it was not properly addressed mm -hmm. and not, not that Congress did not try, but it was not properly addressed regarding Russia's interference with the 2016 yeah. campaign. And thus, this is the reason why there's such boldness in terms mm -hmm. of handling the 2020 mm -hmm. um, election. Even to the point, I mean, Sharon, to your point, when you start talking about being educated, I know that there has been talk about Kanye West being on the ballot and, you know, some folks are thinking like, OK, this is going to split the vote. But what they, you know, listen, 
Kanye has a right to run if he wants to. Yeah, he that is his right to run. Yeah. However, if you want to be an educated voter and you really want to see what's going on, you, yeah. you realize that that is also supported by an opposite candidate. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> vote for him is not splitting the vote as much as it is voting for the yeah. 45 that's already in. And yeah. so I, I think that um, I think that we are a lot more sophisticated as voters, yeah. as American voters, black, white, Asian, it doesn't matter. I think, I hope, and I'm believing, you know, I'm very optimistic that we are a lot more educated in that sense that we mm -hmm. understand like, okay, we understand what this trick is about mm -hmm. and that. It's not about like, yeah, vote for Kanye for president as if you're voting for school, a school president of a high school. This is not how, no. this is not how, you know, it's working, how it's working no. together. Um, and these, you, you have a comment. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was like, that's not how it's working. And, no. and what they're doing is putting fear in the voters. Yes. They're using fear as part of the propaganda. Mm -hmm. But we have to learn how to push past our fears. Yes. That's what the wisdom of those who have gone before us, like John Lewis, mm -hmm. uh, Wells, uh, Fannie Lou Hammer, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, we, we can name um, uh, Martin Luther King. Yes. Go past the fear because we have to keep our eyes on the prize. Yes. Yes. For all of us to become equal uh, citizens in these United States, mm -hmm. it is united, not separate. Yeah. And another thing that bothers me about like current administration is the divisiveness. Yeah. So you know, um, it's been very eye opening to me over the last two years, some of the things that have gone on in society, but no more so than 2020. And, you know, I always felt like we were all coming together. We've come so far. Racism was on the down cycle. No, it's not. We need no. somebody in office at both local and national levels, right? That can bring us together. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on with the Native American communities. Yeah. And it's like people don't even talk about them, but they're suffering, right? They're, mm -hmm. They don't have water in some, some of the reservations. You have um, their women. People are being abducted. They can't find them. You know, all kinds, there are all kinds of stuff going on in these other communities. Nobody ever focuses on them. And I used to be one, and I had to apologize one day when I actually thought about it. I was one of those people that thought all lives matter. And then somebody said something to me and it dawned on me. All lives cannot matter unless Black lives matter, Native right. American lives matter, Latino lives matter, gay, um, LGBT community. And trans, it's yes. Like, can't, if you're not, I can't go out there and say all lives matter if I'm not fighting for everyone's rights. Absolutely. You know, I'm not better than anyone else. And it's like, if you think about it, all of us have that same fight. We've always been on the outside. People always took us for granted. We've always been um, suppressed. But it's time, if we come together, 
these communities, we have what it takes to change the world moving forward. And I, I think a change is actually in the midst yeah. of what's happening in our country and not only in America, but around the world. You can see the protests that yeah. are fighting against inequality. Mm-hmm. When you look at something as simple as voting rights and you look at the state of Florida, there's 775,000 wow. convicted people who have served their term who do not have the right to vote unless they pay their court costs. Now, this has just happened over the last month. Mm -hmm. We have athletes that are stepping up to the plate and other uh, actors and Mm -hmm. celebrities are stepping up to the plate. LeBron James has donated Mm -hmm. over $100,000 for uh, the right to pay these court fees for these Mm. convicted felons who have served their time and who have done their probation in order for them to have the right to vote. Michael Jordan and the Michael Jordan Fund has given $2.5 million to fight against racial injustice so Mm -hmm. that we have the right to vote. People have to understand the importance of having that right, yeah. but not only having it, but utilizing that mm-hmm. right. Yes. It is the courts, it is the judges, it is all of these smaller decisions that are happening in our communities, in our states, that affect what's happening in our country. So what do you think needs to be done at this point to encourage people to come out, Julia? And vote? Well, I think, um, and I know that we're we're running out. We're running out of time. But I tell you, I'll tell you this: um, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, and we're just going to continue this conversation so that we can have a part two. Well, that so now on part two, we can start talking about some of the solutions. How does that sound to everybody? Okay. All right. So listen, I want to thank all my guests. We're not going away. We're just going to continue this conversation. Thank you for joining us on Speak Out World. And don't forget that you have a voice. So make sure everybody, one, two, three, speak out.